Hi and welcome to the podcast. My name, oh my god, okay. Three, two, one. Hi and welcome to season three of the Ease with Food podcast. I'm so happy that you've chosen to join me today. My name is Shannon. I'm a registered nutritionist, nutrition counselor, and eating disorder recovery coach. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Let's get on with the show. Today I'm joined by a really lovely guest. Today we have Sophie with us. We are going to be talking all things journaling and eating disorder recovery. Hi Sophie, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you Shannon. Thank you so much for having me on. I am really excited to be here today. Oh amazing, I'm really happy to have you. Thank you for coming on. Sophie, why don't you dive in to tell us a little bit about you, your background, um, who you are, if people have never heard about you before? Yeah, sure, can do. Um, so <laughs> my name is Sophie, or some of you might know me as Sophie B of Recover You, and I'm an online recovery and journal coach for people experiencing disordered eating and eating disorders. I yeah <laughs> I um I'm also an author within this space and an avid journaler too which actually um forms part of the reason why I'm here today to talk about um journaling and recovery and um I work with a variety of people really both with and without a diagnosis and I work one-on-one as well as doing group workshops too Cool. So you do lots of different work. You have your finger in lots of different pies. Tell yeah. us, how did you get into this work, which I guess is two questions. How did you hmm. get into eating disorder work? And how did you like find journaling in this work as well? Yeah, sure. Um, So I worked in healthcare for about 10 years in Australia, actually, which really sparked my passion for working within that space. And so I then thought, hey, I want to become a sort of clinician, right? And I went to university and completed a psychology and behavioral science degree in my early 30s. And I then went on to work in academia in eating disorder research. Now, all the while, I actually had my own eating disorder and I wasn't aware that I did for a long time, strange as that might sound. Um, but truthfully I'd lived with disordered eating and pretty horrendous body image issues since I was a child. Um, my twenties were spent trying every diet under the sun to shrink myself. And then in my late twenties, I started with orthorexia, um, which for anyone who doesn't know what that is, is an obsession with healthy, clean eating to the extreme. So it becomes very restrictive. And whilst just, I just want to say, whilst I use those terms in this context, I don't actually believe those things to be true. Like, I don't think there's such a thing as clean eating and, um, like what is healthy for one is not necessarily healthy for another, right? Mm -hmm. That all depends on how you define health and you should define that for yourself. Um, 
factor because it encompasses so much more than what you eat, right? But um, anyway, <laughs> not to be mm-hmm. sidetracked, but um, yeah, from then, from that place of orthorexia in my early 30s, that developed into bulimia. And then before I finally covered, re- <laughs> covered, recovered <laughs> rather, it became binge eating disorder. So I've really been through a plethora of eating and body image issues throughout my life. And then what motivated me to step away from research and kind of do my own thing was a combination of things, really. So something that always sat with me when I started out with recovery, right, was that I didn't have any spare funds for private treatment and nothing was available to me publicly. So I started journaling and that is ultimately what got me through my recovery. Mm. Yeah. So with that in mind, I wanted to share what I'd learned with others directly. So that's how it kind of came about really. Mm, It was really organic actually and came from like what you needed in your recovery. And so it sounds like you were like, hey, I'm going to do this for other people as well, which is really lovely because um, a lot of the time when people have had disordered eating, like you kind of come out the other side and there's almost an activism, I think, that goes on. So it sounds like you're coming Mm. at it from that lens as well. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. It was that sort of thing of, I I know that I needed help at that time and I didn't really have too many avenues to go down. So I wanted to create um, a sort of journaling course and a method, which is is what I've gone on to do, um, that was available to people so they could at least get started in their recovery um, whilst they're either like waiting for treatment or maybe if they don't have access to it as well, you know, like it's just I wanted to make something accessible for everyone. Mm, this sounds like a really really great resource and I think I think like um being in that point of like waiting for treatment or waiting for something to happen is Mm. like a really difficult time so I wonder your method the recover you journaling method how do people like just like explain to us like a bit more like we know that it's going to be helpful, but what exactly is it? What do people do? What is the kind of overview of the method? Yeah, sure. Um, Great question. (laughs) The recover you journaling method, right, is a way to set up and use your journal in recovery. Okay. And it comprises of five sections. There's headspace, routine, uh, daily <laughs> reflections and space to cope, right? And so basically how those sections came about was that once I'd recovered, I looked back through my old journals and I dissected how I had actually used journaling. And I found that I'd actually used it for multiple purposes, right? It wasn't just a case of like, dear diary, this is how I feel today. So For example, right, like the routine section is all about revamping your daily routine. And that's something I did via my journal. And Mm -hmm. like the daily section is five questions to journal on each morning, which help form the habit of journaling. 
But then in the reflections, you have like the more in-depth prompts. So it's kind of just, it's a bit of a multi-pronged approach um, to journaling. And they're all things that I personally worked through and found to be beneficial. So yeah, that's why I sort of um, created the method because I thought, well, I I felt compelled to share it. Um, mm. Yeah. It sounds like a passion project when you go back through your journal to see what what like you were journaling journaling about in your recovery mm-hmm. tell us is the is the journal like you know a, a real life copy is it digital what is it yeah so um couple of options really I actually have it as a free pdf on my website so that's option number one and then I published it as a physical book which is available on Amazon. I published that in February this year, just because I had had several people sort of say that they couldn't really work well with the PDF because mm. they they didn't that you know they needed that sort of physical book in front of them, and um, also this way it sort of you know reaches uh, more people as well and. Yeah, that's um, so they're the two ways that it's currently available. And occasionally I run the early sort of stages of um, the journaling method as a workshop as well. Oh, amazing. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I'll pop um, all of the links to all of this below so people can check them out. Um, cool. All right, let's take a step back as well. Like, mm-hmm. I was just really interested to hear about your journal that you've made, but mm-hmm. I wonder, can you tell us exactly why? like journaling and ED recovery like go so well together what's the I mean I know you've got the personal experience so tell us about your personal experience maybe a bit of the like research if there's any about journaling tell us all of this yeah sure um so really the benefits of journaling um like I like you said you know like from my own personal experience I know how healing it has been for me but um one of the big things I love about it, other than the cost of a notepad and pen, is that it's free and it's accessible any time of day and you can start today, right? Which there's not too many things you can say that about. And I also feel like there's a lot of waiting in recovery. Mm-hmm. So to feel like you can actually be proactive and do you know, something to sort of help yourself, I think is really empowering. But um, I think in the case of eating disorders as well, like a lot of what keeps the eating disorder going is shame and secrecy. Mm -hmm. And I found, and I know like, you know, other people do as well, um, that actually letting it out on the pages really helps with that. Even if you're not actually telling someone, you're, you know, sort of expressing that via via your journal and it does feel cathartic. And um, in terms of research, there is a person called, oh, I I always mispronounce this, Dr. James Pennebaker. It's, (laughs) and, um, 
They are a pioneer in writing therapy. Uh, they're a social psychologist. They've been researching this area well, since the 80s. And um, they actually found that they they did an exper- experiment in, well, it was the, in the late 80s. And they actually found they had two groups and they had one group um, journal and write about traumatic experiences that they had encountered over a, I think it was about a six week period. And then they had another group just write about superficial sort of things every day. And then they did that exercise. And then after that, they followed up at about a six week interval. And they actually found that the people that had written about the traumatic experiences had reduction in anxiety and depression and they also had like increased, I think it was lung and immune function. Um, yeah, which is is pretty incredible, really. Mm-hmm. Mm, so there's there's lots of really sort of potent benefits to it for sure. And it sounds to me that if it's like, you know, accessible to people, right mm. in about it's because you know, I'm thinking when I think about journaling, Hmm. um, you can either, it can either be like surface level or it can be like really deep stuff. Right. Yeah. So I wonder like when you work with people, cause you see clients one-to-one, right? Yeah. I wonder like when people come to you for support, what are you specifically helping them with? Like, what are they needing support with? What do they say about journaling? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so that really depends on the individual. And I tend to tailor journal prompts to whatever anyone is going through, really. And that could be anything from we might do some around body image we might do some around self-trust and um, these are journal prompts that I I, um, come up with for my clients Um, or sometimes I will refer to sections of the course Um, but you know it might be I tend to look at it and see how journaling can fit in their life as well Mm -hmm. I think that's very important because um, everyone's life looks so incredibly different and not everybody has the time or to, you know, to sit down for say a 30 minute session, whereas some people might actually really like that and find it beneficial. So typically I would ask, you know, a client where they kind of see journaling fitting within their day, or if they've got fears around it, which a lot of people understandably do have, you know, I tend to really ease them into it and just be like, just do five minutes a day and then we just ease into it with the daily questions and we don't get into the really sort of in-depth heavy prompts like initially it's more about like forming the habit and building up I wonder this might be a silly question but the people that you work with are they people who already journal or are they people who are totally new to journaling not a silly question at all. Um, <laughs> that I would say is about 50 50. Uh-huh. Yeah, interestingly. So I've have quite a lot of people say, I've tried journaling, 
didn't really, you know, sort of gel with it. Or I have people that are like, I tried journaling. I absolutely loved it. And now it's kind of fallen by the wayside and I don't know where to get back, like where or how to get back into it. And then I've got people that have never tried it and are quite skeptical of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, in trying it with um, those people that come to me that are a little skeptical and such, it's more just about getting them into the habit of connecting with their emotions. And I mean, that really does go for everyone in recovery, right? Because so often in recovery, we just disconnect from how we're feeling entirely. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of just easing into that, getting used to feeling again and feeling in a safe space um, on the pages. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a real mix, I would say. Okay, cool. And you mentioned, um, like, challenges that people might be feeling about journaling. Can you tell us a few challenges that people might be feeling about journaling? Yeah, most certainly. Um, I think I would say the main one is people say, I feel blocked. Like I can't write, like I'm, and then I just sort of, you know, when, when people come to me with that, I sort of think, well, what is it? But I I always say to people, well, get curious. What is it? What are you feeling? When you feel this block, is it that you're scared? Are you fearful? Are you fearful of sharing or is it that you feel completely disconnected and don't know what you feel? So I always just sort of invite people to get curious if they're feeling blocked. And uh, I, I think if you are feeling blocked with journaling, you can just start out with um, more superficial things, sort of like, how has my day been? You know, like, how did I wake up feeling? Um which, you know, not superficial necessarily, but, you know, not really sort of uh, digging digging um, deep, just more sticking a little bit more surface level to mm-hmm. get the words flowing. Because, um, yeah, that that's the main thing. And once you sort of, once I find with people, once they've done it once, you know, and broken the, the fear of the blank page, it does become a lot easier. Mm. Yeah, I I want something that's coming up for me as I'm thinking. So let's say that someone, you know, is journaling and they have a, they're working, let's say like through your journal and your mm-hmm. method. I guess I'm thinking when they get to the point of like the deep stuff, like let's say these like deep prompts and it's, mm-hmm. I'm guessing things to do with like the root of their like issues with food, like what's kind of, the driving force maybe in their life or something that's happened to them I wonder like how does journaling or being open to your emotions how does that like help them recover like because I guess I'm kind of thinking journaling sounds great and sounds really helpful but how does it help like recover does that make sense yeah yeah I get what you're saying yeah for sure um so how does it actually help? Now, are you talking about like the the 
like physically, like the physiological, like healing, like how does that happen? Because I'll I'll be truthful, Mm -hmm. I don't 100% know the answer to that. (laughs) No, that's okay. I think I'm meaning like, so I think I'm meaning like sometimes, maybe this is just me, but when I've journaled Mm -hmm. in the past, sometimes I can feel like I'm just dumping, but not like processing. So I'm wondering like, when people kind of use your method Mm. how do they kind of process their emotions and like move through recovery rather than like just kind of moving through like the motions and dumping down how they feel in a day I'm wondering if you if you know what I mean yes yes I do I do I totally get you yeah um so with And I think this, you actually, this is a really important point to make, right? And it's something that I probably should have mentioned earlier, (laughs) but um, the journaling method, I actually designed it in three stages, right? And that is because what you need to address when you first start out in recovery looks very different to what you need to address, say, once you've maybe been in recovery for like a few years, right? Mm -hmm. So I actually do it in such a way that you're not, you're easing into it. Okay. So in stage one, you're going to be not focusing on so many in-depth prompts as you are looking at your routine, figuring out why you want to recover, um, you know, writing out any fears that you might have. And it really does guide you and like hold your hand through that early, well, throughout recovery, but especially in that early stage when you've decided that, yeah, I'm going to go for it that can feel like super, super scary. And especially if you're still in a place of restriction, um, you know, um, often uh, sort of emotionally, you can be having heightened emotions and mood swings and, you know, you're fighting a lot of urges. Maybe you're fighting an urge to overexercise or, you know, um, maybe you've got fears around eating. So, it really, it doesn't just go straight into it and get you to dive deep into the the root causes, you know, because it's too much. Mm-hmm. I know for me personally, I couldn't have addressed that um, in probably the first six months of recovery, if I'm perfectly honest. And um, so then we sort of, we build so then in stage two, only in, once you're sort of feeling ready to move on, and I've got like a table in, in the course and the book, so people, it's like a, a sort of table of like where you're at and what behaviors are happening so you can see when you're ready to move on. And people contact me as well and ask me like, oh, hey, do you think I'm ready to move to stage two? And we just have a bit of a chat about where they're at. And so then once you get into stage two, that's where you start um, maybe looking at some food rules and um, sort of tackling those things. And then in stage three, the final stage, that's really about more like deeply reflecting on um, what might have led you down this path in the first place. 
Ah, okay. That is really interesting. You have really designed like this journal to be, I almost imagine it like how I would work with clients, which is like building okay. the foundations first. Mm-hmm. And then you more move into like the deep stuff. Um, because, and this kind of makes me think of another thing I'm thinking about, mm. um, which is sort of like, I almost imagine like journaling um, fitting into like a larger recovery puzzle. Like yes, I imagine if like someone is in, I think you call it stage one, like mm-hmm. the routines and the um, the habit of journaling. Yeah, I imagine at the same time, they're going to be going through some sort of like re-nourishment stage mm-hmm. in their body. And like, you know, I think the journal set out in such a cool way because the kind of deep stuff would not be accessible when someone's like re-nourishing like in their brain and their body. So, yeah. oh, you've, you've designed it in such a cool way as you probably know. Oh, no, <laughs> thank you. That's really kind of you to say. Tell us um, on the note of like, how how journaling fits in with other parts of recovery mm. how how does it fit in so what kind of people are you working with could they be seeing like a nutritionist dietitian therapist who who else might they be seeing if anyone oh yeah um i always encourage people um to see other um sort of you know healthcare professionals and um it really depends on where they're at in their recovery. I work um, with people. I've got a you know a fair few clients that have been in recovery for a long period of time, and um, they work with uh, nutritionists as well. And um, and I've got people that have sort of you know that um, have therapy, do DBT therapy, CBT therapy. And, um, yeah, it's really, I'm, I always, you know, say to people definitely, um, if they can, if they're able to access their GP and have a good relationship with them, I always encourage that as well. Um, that's always my sort of first recommendation. If somebody comes to me and they're not seeing anybody, I always, you know, recommend just to check in with your GP, um, yeah, really. I, yeah, I, it's really whatever the client needs, as you, as you know, right? Like it's so in, individual, but I definitely do think, um, yeah, nutritionist, diet, dietitian, I always um, recommend if it's within their budget to uh, have some sessions um, with them. I think they're really invaluable, definitely. And particularly people that are actually trained in eating disorders and uh, take a sort of um, uh, anti-diet approach, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I, I agree, like, you know, I think we can kind of, because I'm, I'm kind of bringing this up because many people hmm. who listen to this podcast, they'll kind of be like, you know, what support do I need? What, what does everyone need? But actually there's no one like cookie cutter method for everyone, like. Totally. Um, yeah like you know it really depends on your needs so yeah I can tell that you take it like person by person and you know you very much so yeah, very much so I, I always take it person by person 
Yeah, same with me. I think it's really important. I also think it's really important, like in recovery to kind of regain like your sense of self. Yes. And so by like someone kind of guiding you and like recommending like, oh, I think like, you know, this would be helpful. This would be helpful. And you kind of get to make a decision. I think that's like very important in itself rather than like being told what you need and um, there's no kind of wiggle room. Yes, definitely, definitely. And, you know, it helps you regain that self-trust that is mm-hmm. often lost um, when you're living uh, with disordered eating or an eating disorder. And so, you know, um, yeah, sort of I'm very, very much all for um, care um, being tailored to the individual. Definitely. Yeah, same. All right. We have a few questions from people. These are (laughs) questions I've collected from like clients who have mentioned journaling and and just like from people on social media, etc. But before we head into that, which will be like our kind of final stop on the episode, I wonder, is there anything else that you want to mention about journaling, recovery, anything else at all you want to mention? I guess I just think it's always worth mentioning that if you are somebody that's on the fence and thinking, I'm not sure um, whether I'm unwell enough or if I'm, you know, sick enough or if if you're sort of thinking yeah I I don't really have an eating disorder though and you know and and you might not but if you are spending a lot of your life being preoccupied with food and um poor body image and just really just not feeling like in control around food then definitely um seek out some form of support whether that is like a self-help thing like starting out journaling or whether that's contacting someone like Shannon or myself um yeah and just definitely just reach out if you do have any questions or if you have a niggle at the back of your mind where you think yeah things maybe aren't as they should be please, I really do urge you to reach out because recovery is so incredibly worth it. Yeah, I totally agree. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, Yeah, I second everything Sophie said. Um, Yeah, please do just reach out to, you know, Sophie or myself if you want to chat about, you know, your, your journey to recovery or a little bit of guidance with like where you need to be heading. Yeah, I think that's... um such a lovely like um transition into us hearing from our listeners questions are you ready oh I think so maybe (laughs) all right we have four so the first one um someone's asking what if I've tried journaling in the past but it didn't work so I guess what would you say to this person um yeah what would you say to them yeah, I would start out by asking, what sort of journaling have you tried? Um, yeah, I'd definitely be intrigued to sort of find that out just because if, 
I think there's a big difference between like free journaling as in where you just randomly write and guided journaling. And um, I can totally um, understand that in recovery, free journaling might just be really, really overwhelming and Mm -hmm. not accessible um, because it's kind of, I always feel like it's like, okay, it's hard enough to embark on recovery and all the stuff you've got to deal with, right? You don't need to then throw another thing into the mix where you're thinking, well, what do I write about? I don't know what to write about. Um, so I would, yeah, I would, to that person, I would be like, is, was it free journaling or was it guided journaling? If it was free journaling, I'd suggest giving guided journaling a try. If it was guided journaling, I mean, look, there's a chance that it's, it's not, for you like not everything is for everyone like and and I do you know say that like eating disorder treatment is incredibly personal and some people such as myself really benefit from journaling and self-guided programs but by the same token some people don't and um maybe you like self-guided programs but it's just that writing isn't your thing but I figure always give it a try, right? So Mm. maybe you've tried it in the past, but you could pick it up again and give it a crack again. And at the end of the day, it's free. So I figure you haven't lost too much other than your time. Yeah, definitely. Something I'm thinking, and I'm not a journaling expert, but I wonder like, what do you recommend for how people journal, like the environment around them, time of day like do you have any thoughts on like the kind of setup that people might explore to do with like their journaling routine yeah for sure um I would tend I tend to recommend that if you are following um the recover you journaling method um, I tend to recommend that people do the the five daily questions and that they tend to do those in the morning when you first wake up, as opposed to picking up your phone straight away. It's a nice way to um, check in with yourself. And if you are looking at doing prompts and that sort of thing, I do tend to recommend doing those at a different time of day. So that's just because if you are a bit further on in the course and you're doing like heavier journal prompts that can be a lot to start your day with and if you're say going to be going out to work or you're going to uni or you know something from there and then you've sort of done this this heavy prompt and you're left feeling quite um sort of emotionally raw as such mm-hmm. um you know you don't want to be then ooh, going into your day So I always think like if you're doing more in-depth journal prompts to kind of like cozy up, do it on the couch when you've got a bit of time and time to fully sort of sit with it and process it and just be really like kind and gentle with yourself afterwards. And um, yeah, that that would be my um, recommendation. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's really helpful. Cool. All right. Second question is, okay, um, how do I know if journaling is working? That's a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. Um, 
Oh, it's a tricky one though. How do you know if it's working? I mean, generally I would hope that you would maybe feel a reduction in any sort of uh, anxious sort of feelings. Um, maybe you're feeling like a little bit more in touch with where you're at. Um, you know, say if someone was to ask you right now, say you don't journal, right? At, at all right now and say someone asked you how you are, right? And say, if you're somebody that struggles to really truly think of how you are, um, I would hope that after journaling for um, a little while that you'd be able to actually open up and sort of give that answer. Um, so yeah, I would hope that you start to sort of reconnect with your emotions and kind of see that playing out in your daily life. Mm, it's a kind of internal thing, it's, you know, similar to mm. something like intuitive eating, which is yep. more like something you feel rather than like an outward change. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. All right. Third one. Um, and you kind of answered this, but how would you find journaling ideas, prompts, and what to write about? Well, you know I'm going to say my course. <laughs> if you, um, yeah, if you want something eating disorder recovery specific, um, I would, you know, take a look at my website. You can get the free course there or you can um, have a look on Amazon and um, get the paperback. But if you are looking for prompts that are just – I don't know, maybe you're looking for prompts that are around, purely around body image, maybe. I mean, I do include those actually in, in my stuff, but um, just say, for example, you're just looking for some other prompts. You can just Google them. Like, there's actually like a lot of prompts on the internet um, now, nowadays, for sure. Like, you know, there's lots of prompts around, um, uh, dealing with anxiety and dealing with uh, all sorts of grief. And um, yeah, I would say just always get on the Google. But if you are looking for um, recovery specific ones, then uh, you know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And uh, like I said, I'll pop it in the show notes for everyone to take a look at too. And then our final question, hmm. and this is a really lovely one to round us off, is when do you stop journaling for eating disorder recovery? Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. Um, well, I kind of feel like it organically starts to wind down. Now, I still journal, but I don't necessarily journal every day. I tend to journal nowadays if I am like, feeling like I've got a lot going on. I've got a lot going on at the moment, right? And so I did whip out my journal this week and just wrote, um, I just free journaled and wrote some stuff um, just to really get it out and to sort of uh, clear my head. So I would say once you have sort of worked your way through, say, if you're doing the journaling course, once you've worked your way through that, you'll sort of find yourself at a point where you're thinking, I don't think I've got too much more to work through and maybe I'll just sort of do it more sporadically when I feel like I need it and I think that's what 
tends to happen. Um, I do know some people that still continue it and, and journal every day. Um, but I, I personally, I don't feel the need, but, um, I think, you know, like, like everything, like, I think the theme of this thing has been, everything is different for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it kind of sounds to me that journaling, once you kind of move through recovery, it Mm. sounds more like a tool that you've developed that you can like pull out your pocket when you need it. And Keely, yeah. you know when you need it. Like that kind of yes. sounds like it that's what's going on to me. Yes, yes, you are very, very much right. Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. Well, Sophie, it's been really good having you on. I am actually gonna go straight to Amazon and I'm gonna be having a look at the journal. <laughs> Thanks. Um, is there anything else you want to say to anyone before we wrap up? Um tell us like I know you've mentioned like website, your book. Is there anything else you want to let everyone know about before we sign off? Um, just if you want to, um, yeah, f- follow along or like have a chat, you can come find me on Instagram. That's at Let's Recover You. Um, I'm fairly new on Instagram. I had been running things um, just from my website for a while, but. I uh, I knew I needed to connect with more people, um, such as yourself, Shannon, and I'm really <laughs> glad that I have. And um, that that is pretty much it. I just want to say, yeah, thank you so much for having me on today. It's been a delight chatting, and um, thank you to everyone for listening. Yeah, thank you everyone for listening, and thank you, Sophie, for coming on, and everyone else. I'll see you all next week. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>